Hey guys, this is JJ. And this is Santanya. And we are back with a new episode. And today we have our guest from Atlanta, Georgia, right? No, I'm from Shreveport, Louisiana. I'm based, yes, I'm based out of Atlanta now. Okay, yeah, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. Well, we have well, I'm a Louis- yes, but I'm I, I don't claim Georgia. I'm a Louisiana girl. Okay. <laughs> I don't mean no harm, but no. You Louisiana. I'm, I'm from the boot, boot. You say I'm that high Louisiana. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, don't play with it. Well, guys, we have Look, that means you can cook too. Andrea of course. Bo, uh, Bowen, and we are happy to have her with us today. She is a um, yes. hairstylist. Um, who has made her way to film. So you do TV and movies, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, we yeah. thank you. The hair extraordinary. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so thank you, guys. We thank yeah. you for being on with us tonight. And um, like I told you before, we, we got some questions. <laughs> yes. We did. All right. We got some questions. We got some questions. So um, to start so, out, the- you said you, you are currently in Atlanta. How long have you been there? Um, I just made four years in Atlanta. Got you. Okay. Yeah, okay. born and raised in Shreveport, Louisiana. And what made you? And mm-hmm. I've migrated not for the industry or work, but I just never left home, and um, I just felt like uh, Atlanta was city enough and country enough to try my first move <laughs> to get away from <laughs> what we call the country, because Shreveport is the third biggest city in Louisiana, but we're totally different from North Louisiana. Is totally different from South Louisiana. South, so yeah, I just wanted to get a a, a better boost yes, on is. things and then just so happened when I was leaving because Louisiana used to be the it was the first uh, Hollywood South and that's how I got incorporated and then when our tax incentive left um, what I got incentive, it shifted to Georgia and a lot of people migrated but I just migrated because I felt like that's where God led me so I just followed <laughs> yeah yeah and it and it looked like I mean it looks like you know, it, it's been a blessing since, you know, you have made that transition. So what made you at what point? I mean, where did you decide that you wanted to do hair? Like, where, where did that passion come from? Um, well, it's so funny because I never wanted to do hair. And I, 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 I give 150 <laughs> percent because this is what God has planted my feet. I always like love people. And it was just very interesting how yeah. from a young girl when I first started doing it, because I thought my first haircut was in the seventh grade. And from mm-hmm. me doing it for friends and family over the years, it was just that connection that allowing uh, women and men, because I did not cut my son's hair because I couldn't afford to send them to the barbershop either. So, But it was just that passion and seeing yeah. how people feel better when you finish them and how their whole personality change or the confidence, you know, the confidence come and you could, people could be going through a lot, but they don't care when that hair finished, they don't care. They'd be like, girl, yeah, them bills is good, but I'm cute. I'm cute. Exactly. (laughs) I'm good, but my hair, hello, hello. So that's what really um, kind of made it stick because I never took it seriously until um probably my second year in college and Mm -hmm. that's when I was pregnant with my second son 
I had to move back. I dropped mm-hmm. out of school from college. I went to Wiley College and I was in my two year um, program because I was going to school for microbiology. But I realized being at a private institution, how much debt I was getting in also. So I just told my mom, no, I got wow. two kids. I don't want to get into debt like that. I'm just have to figure it out. So I went back home from Marshall, Texas, back to Shreveport. And I had a cousin and she was a braider for years. And me and her both in the project, she was staying in the apartment above mine. And I was outside on the stairs and she came down. She was like, Cook, what you thinking about? I said, man, I'm trying to think of a master plan. So trying to see what's my next step because I got these kids. I'm not going to be in no project forever. <laughs> And mm-hmm. but some got to give. And she was like, let's go to beauty school. Yeah. And I was like, beauty school. And I was like, because I never took it serious because my mom, that's why I'm very cautious, you know, very conscious of what I say to my children, because my mom always told me, even though I had been doing hair for years and been supporting my family, she always told me because she was a school teacher. She wanted me to go to yeah. college. She told me doing hair was for flunkies, those that couldn't do nothing else. You know, I, and I always wow. reference that beauty mm-hmm. school dropout from uh, from wow. because people really didn't t- take it seriously and didn't understand even how Madam C.J. Walker was a millionaire back in the day in yeah. the gate doing a whole depression but people never yep. took our career yes. serious enough so by yes. her saying that made me look at it as oh my god this is not good enough so I'm smart. I'm very intelligent. I got to do something that is on a level that, you know, gives that kind of command. So I'm just like, yeah. But when my cousin asked me, being that I know she didn't have a good background, her mother, you know, was part of that 90s crack era. You know, she went through a lot. And here she is with two kids in the project. I am two kids project. I knew I wasn't going to be there forever. But I was like, let me help my cousin get out. And in this process, I could be that support system for her so she can yeah. get on her feet. And so that particular day, we go to the school. The people give us this whole, um, uh, you know, tour of the school. I'm still pondering what I'm going to do. And finally, we get back from the back of the uh, classrooms and all that. And we sit down and the lady was like, yeah, and you do know if you're a great hairstylist, you can make up to $100,000. When she said that, my neck almost popped. Yeah. I, said, <laughs> I, said, hold up. I said, hold up, ma'am. Excuse me. I said, ma'am, you said how much? She said, oh, yeah, you can easily make $100,000 a year. Here I am, like, yep, 19, I'm 19 years old, calculating, wow. carrying the one on the two on my fingers. Like, mm-hmm. okay, so you mean to tell me what I'm already doing? I can, if I really work hard, I can push myself to that point? Oh, okay. I said, so can yeah. you sign me up? She was like, sure. So we signed up <laughs> together. We go. I took my last little money, bought our little white uniform, the white shoes. And unfortunately, my cousin quit two weeks later. But mm. she was like, Mona, you going to quit? Oh. I told her, no, sweetie. I got my plan. My master plan has already been in my face. So I'm going to work this. And yeah, it was meant for you to be there. And and I was always tell people yeah, here wow. I am thinking I'm trying to be a blessing to her and didn't know God was bumping. She was a blessing. God was mm-hmm. bumping me into where I needed to be Indeed. because I would have never went because I had that mindset of that it was for flunkies and I wasn't a flunky, but didn't even understand that I was already walking in the direction that I needed to go. Yep, did that destiny? Yes. Wow. So Damn, what you make me the way you talking, you make me want to go to school. <laughs> Girl, it's uh uh-uh, it's more than a oh, notion. Oh my god, it sure will. It's more than a notion. I'm just saying. 
I'm just saying, just you can hear because you can just hear the passion in the way she talks mm-hmm. about it. Lord knows, I don't want to do nobody here, but just the passion <laughs> that you have in talking about it. Yeah. I'm just like, shit, sign me up too. <laughs> so, where did you, where did you um, complete cosmetology school? Um, it was a school called Pat Goins Beauty School, oh. which was a, it was considered a Caucasian school at that point. I, mm-hmm. my ex husband, well, I was married mm-hmm. at that point. My ex husband was military. Um. And all his friends uh, always complained before I went to school that they never had people that could do their hair. They never had people that could do their hair. The white girls and the um, mixed girls and the black girls. So I was like, I feel very comfortable about finish doing black hair. I need to get that leverage in Caucasian hair because being that I never had access to them, I just didn't know their hair. So I said, let me. Mm-hmm. Go to a school that I'm. I don't want to go to the traditional black go. school, even though I would have loved to support it. That, but I felt like felt like what, the level that I was on already in black hair, even just from bootlegging, I I had to go and put myself in a position where I could be able to, you know, to be able to work the system. And I'm glad I did because that going to that particular school <laughs> I ended up teaching all the black girls how to do black hair that was there <laughs> and I learned <laughs> the techniques of uh, Caucasian wow. hair that build up that confidence because hair is hair and once you yeah. understand curl textures yes, and yes. all that kind of stuff then you know how to work it it's all but, the same. It, it, yep. but it's in your mind because so a lot of people get like a lot of white hairstyles get afraid because it's a black person they don't understand if you understand curl you can do anybody here just like some mm-hmm. black people get scared when they see yeah, white girl yeah. skin because they're like, oh, their hair is so straight. But when the hair is relaxed and it's flat iron and straight, guess what? It's straight hair. Work that hair. You feel me? So mm-hmm. it's all yeah. in that concept. And yeah. once you break that concept, because yeah, that's hair. what I learned. Yeah, once I learned that going to that school, it, it just broke a lot of things. But I can say they did structure me in a point where the confidence was there. So that by the time I would say I was in school two weeks. I was already on the floor, which I shouldn't have been. I'm telling on them, but they didn't have anybody in there that knew how to wow. work, that knew how to work Marcells. And I had taught my I was a self taught Marcell user, so I was mm-hmm. in there pretty much being and and I felt bad because I felt like a lot of the black hairstylists was gonna get out there in the street and they was gonna get eaten alive. They didn't even have uh, iron or Marcel irons in there. And, and to this one particular uh, client came and she was like, I'm not gonna pay twelve fifty as if that was a lot. But because you know, beauty school, you get that discount price. But she was like, they were paying four fifty for a rolling set for the, the Caucasians, but they were charging black ladies twelve fifty. So it was a difference, mm. you feel me? Wow. But she was like, I'm not going to pay $12.50 if they're not going to be able to use the Marcel. If I'm going to get my hair curled, mm-hmm. I want my hair curled correctly. And they had uh, iron way, I yeah. mean, a stove way in the back of the closet. It was full of dust and all that. But it was like, we don't have no Marcel. So I told them where I had got mine from a beauty supply not that far. So they ran and got it. And from that day on, I made a major change in that school because that's when they started making sure that those black girls were prepared. And Cause I told them it wasn't fair that they would say that they're a bona fide school, but not teach all textures and everybody how to maintain and do every type of um, hair. And it made a difference. Yeah. And was that more, Right. Was exactly. that in Marshall? No, that was in Shreveport. Yeah, that was in Shreveport. Mm-hmm. Shreveport. Oh, okay. Yep. Pat Goins. Shreveport. Pat Goins yeah. Beauty School. Wow. Beauty School. <laughs> 
and I got my license. Well, hopefully, and I got look. look I got my license. The, school, the whole school. Yeah, it's, it's going out of business now. The one that I went to, they oh, still okay. have one. Yeah. They had two locations. One in Bossier City, which is like our mm. crossover city over the bridge. But the one that I went to, yeah, it's it's going on. Glory bless the little mm-hmm. hole. <laughs> Yeah, they probably shut down. She said, "Going after. on the glory." I can't yeah, going on the today. glory. David, they didn't went on. They probably shut down. They went on yeah. the glory. Probably done put that. <laughs> I cannot. They put that stove back up. So, mm-hmm. oh well. Well, <laughs> what, what was your specialty in school? I mean, as far as doing hair, did you specialize in anything? Oh, I did it all. I I did everything in school. I couldn't. I could never get away from just only thing I didn't do and that and and I'm telling on myself now but I've been licensed for 20 some years now so they can't take my license. I used to tra- I used to trade <laughs> You say do something. I used you to, say try. Yeah, I used try. to trade doing uh uh pedicures and all that cuz you know we have to have so many to to go to state board. So I would do yeah. people's mm-hmm. cutting curls and stuff to transfer <laughs> so they can get they'll do my pedicures and I'll do their cutting curls. So I did everything, especially in the I know school, that's right. but it, 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 it prepared me because this one lady, it was this older white lady, bless her heart, Miss Hearn, I'll never forget a little racist white lady, and she was just <laughs> as racist as she could be, and I remember being at the school, and she was coming to the schools because at that point, they still had like a good 10, 15 Caucasian girls, and it was like 25 black girls, and I was next in line to get into the, the senior status. So all the, the white girls had been, had been graduated and she did not want me. Child, she didn't want me in her head. And she mm. was like, and my uh, instructor wow. was like, this is all we got. Everybody behind a black. We don't have no more. <laughs> this is what it is. Either you're going to come <laughs> or not. And she was like, well, mm-hmm. if you just tell that gal, oh my gosh, she said gal, it took everything in me, and I was just like, okay, and see, at gal. 19, I was gal. I was really hot, hot in the head at that point, because now that kind of stuff, <laughs> when I got older, I realized yeah. words have power if you give them, but then, because gra- yeah. my grandmother was from a, a little city yes. called Grand yes. Cane, Louisiana, where it was really bad, and my grandmother hated that word, so for me to hear it, it just sent sent me into this tizzy, and I was like, "Oh yeah, tell her I'll do her hair." I said, "So, um, she comes into the to the room, and I was like, um, you want to get your um, you want to get your hair done?" She was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Lay on back." She laid back in that sink, and guess what? I had the water so cold. <laughs> I almost made her jump clean out of that sink. That water was so close. She came, oh my God, oh my God. I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I said, this gal is so sorry. This gal is so sorry. I said, just give me one more chance. I said, well, just lay down, Miss Hearn. I cannot. I cannot. And then she she had to get she'll, the hot. She'll think uh, next time before exactly. she said that that gal fly out. So the next time she leaned on back, same time, I said, I'm going to do it again. I got you. I put it hot as I could take it. <laughs> so so yep. after that, after we dried off, because at that point she just stood yeah. up and she's soaking wet. And I told her, I said, please don't ever say that to me again. And guess what? Long story short, me and her ended up being the best, <laughs> the best, best buddies. <laughs> and she never, ever had to. She never tipped anybody in life, but she tipped me 50 cent every time she came. And she never Girl. took the white people because I was the only wow. one that could do her finger. And she had finger waves, and that's what I was so appreciative. It was such a hard situation 
because she would never let you put product in her hair. She was snow white. It was bone straight. Oh, but I was uh, so oh. intimidated at that beginning. Oh my God. But by the time I finished doing her for like that, that four month time, when I went to state board, I did my finger waves in approximately. I bet when I tell won't. you I did it in yep. five minutes, my, the, the instructors there, they yep. was like, yeah. you sure you want to go back and check? I was like, babe, I can do this in my sleep. <laughs> and another yep. step, God was preparing yeah, and he was preparing right. me then. You know, a lot of times we think stuff is so hard, but the stuff is really to make us stronger and to make us better. Yeah. And yeah. it's just yeah. being able to Absolutely. realize Absolutely. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and, and so speaking of stronger and better, um, what is it like working on set? Set life is from from each perspective is different, I would say, because where I'm at now, because I department head and key now versus when I first started day playing or being an additional. So your placement and your job title gives you different <laughs> different experiences, I can say. <laughs> and so for me. I've been mm-hmm, fortunate mm-hmm. to um, work on certain shows that were on certain levels straight out the gate because my first show was The Great Debaters with Denzel Washington. So when I went into what? that, yeah, my first show, my first big show out the gate had never had a ticket experience or nothing. God just threw me in the water and said, float a sink. And I, I, I was treading. I treaded. Wow. I treaded so until I had everybody uh, believing that I po- I've been there. They were sick and they, because one of the producers came like, where you from, Mona? How long you been doing that? I was like, I'm from here and I ain't done this. This is my first movie. They were like, what? Because they, um, because that's when um Katrina had hit and knocked all wow. the films up from New Orleans up to Shreveport. And that's how, um, but yeah, to answer your question, it's, it's, it's different. It's, it's, it's cool, but each position, I would say, will give you a different experience because of the workload and the level. I would say that comes with each position. So if you're a day player, it's, it, it's, it's in a perspective that you're being told what to do in the character development versus when you're a department head or a key, you're actually developing the character in itself that via the showrunner or the um, writers or the network. It just all depends. Or like um, certain shows when you're doing creations of people that actually existed. When I did Respect, we had actually did um, reenactments of things that Aretha actually did. So, yeah. So I will say that. Wow. 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 So what would you say is like the, the probably was your maybe celebrity freak out moment, but like whose hair did you do that just really gave you a moment to say, oh my God, I made it? Um, I think my whole experience of my first time actually on on the show Great Debaters, not necessarily somebody's hair because just doing their hair was doing their hair still to this day is not like, ooh, I'm doing such and such hair because for me, it's always the character development part because they're not them when you're on set. They're not who you oh, that's them. Uh-huh. But I would say the great debaters because Denzel is on my bucket list of people that I would have always wanted to meet but by him being the director shifted it for me. 
So now I'm freaking out because I'm like, not, yeah, only wow. one, not only is he one of those uh, people that's on my bucket list, no, he can actually fire me if this ain't right. And then this is my first time. So <laughs> that's when the panic mode came in with, with that because I didn't have any experience to know what was right, what was wrong. Like even I tell um, people this story all the time because Forrest Whitaker was on there as well. And he was the first person up on the first day I was there. And I'll never forget because I'm so grateful and it was full circle. I ended up running back into Forest out of all those years from 2007 to 2019 when we did Respect. I hadn't seen no work and I kept saying, God, I have to work with this man again because I got to tell him thank you. And he, on yeah. that first day, he could tell that I did not have a clue of what the hell I was doing. But yet a person, because <laughs> most of those actors on that level, if they know you don't, you're not really experienced, they really don't want your energy or you around them like that because it freaks them out sometimes. But he pulled yeah. me in. He said, hey, young lady. He said, yeah. what's your name again? Mona? I said, yes, sir. He was like, come here. He was like, this is your first time. I said, yes, sir. I was like, oh. And he just started talking. He was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. let me tell you what to do. And everything that I needed to know, it was like this bubble that I was in. It was so much pressure. And as he talked, it was just like it was just like all the pressure was just leaving. And soon as he finished explaining to me about last wow. looks and all that, because I didn't know none of that. My boss had forgot because I met. That's how I even got in. I met a guy at my pastor's house, talked to him for 15 minutes. And he was like, you know what? Sometimes you can just know people or the person you need to meet. And he said, you're that one, Mona. And I'm going to give you a chance of a lifetime. And that's how I got in. Yeah, that's Dang. what I was going to ask because we kind of just jumped in. Yeah, and I that's how I got in. How did you even get my, in my the pastor, business? So yeah, my pastor's sister-in-law was an extra on a, a a movie called Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins. They were shooting in Shreveport. Yeah. yeah and yeah. he invited the department head for hair to come eat Easter dinner at my pastor's house. And everybody at, comes to my pastor's house and so they get over there and he's talking to them about um, um, about how he need more people, you know, local people. Who do he do? Anybody know anybody? And my pastor was like, I got the best person that does everybody here in Shreveport go to my church. She do everybody. And they call her Hollywood. And he was like, for real? He was like, well, can I meet her? <laughs> and oh, and yeah, because that was a nickname they had been giving me for years because everybody knew that I wanted to be an actress as well. But I had children and, you know, life changed all that but it was funny how I was one of the first in the street port wow. that could do extensions so they would say that I was doing Hollywood glam so that's how I ended up getting called Hollywood uh -huh. so when he told wow. well, so when he told the department head over the show that he was like well let me be there so my pastor wife called I wasn't gonna go because we had when the sunrise service second service I was tired and everybody go to pastor house but I wasn't feeling going to pastor's house but God seemed fit to have my middle son in the car with me because my children know I practice what I preach. I always taught them, you never know, don't never turn down an opportunity if it's little or, or big because you never know that maybe that one time to get into the door. So here mm -hmm. I am, I get off the phone telling my pastor, that wife, that big lie, I'm Absolutely. coming on, I'm coming. I'm like, I ain't going over there. I said that. Boy, my son looked at me. He said, Mama, I know you ain't say that. <laughs> he said, well, what you say about opportunities? I said, God, dog. I said, now nah, I got to suck it up and go on. And then his message yeah. tell go, my son going to say, 
well, you know what? I ain't got to go. You can drop me off, though. But they want you, so you got to go. Wow. And I was so mad. I, now I still got to drive all the way home. And here I am pulling out my, my driveway like, I don't want to go, Lord. I'm tired. And ended up going over there. Met, met Mr. Ken. God bless the dead. He passed a couple years now. He um he was one of the biggest, um, Ken Walker, he was one of the biggest ones that, that represented us well in this film industry. He's did mm-hmm. he's done every mm-hmm. uh, just about every Denzel Washington movie that's probably out there. He's done so many. He's like one of the 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 icons of black hairstyling in the film industry. And and just so just so happened mm-hmm. it was wow. him that wow. was invited to my pastor's house. Talked to him 15 minutes. He stopped me from even wow. talking. Didn't even know if I could hold a comb or a brush, but he said he just knew that I was the one that he needed and he was gonna give me a chance of a lifetime. And 14 years, wow. so 14 years wow. for me in the industry in April, because it was 2007 when I started. So when we decided to start a podcast, there was research upon research, but a friend of mine told me about this platform that's super easy, anchor.fm. It's the easiest and quickest way to make a podcast. It's free, and it also has its own creation tools, eliminating the extra cost for equipment. Um, You can also record um, on two separate phones in two separate locations. Anchor actually distributes your podcast as well, so you can be heard on Apple, on Spotify, and so many other platforms. You also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Is everything you need for a successful podcast. So if you're looking to create one, simply go to anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M and get started. So you thank your son every day, huh? I think he, I think he thanks me more because much money I spent on him. <laughs> I, th- I think he thanks right? me more. I know, right? Yeah. So. Look, she probably right. wanted to push him down when he said that. I I'd have pushed him down when he said it, but I'd have went on too. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> what was the conversation like with your son afterwards? Because you know you never think about well, the you know back what... end of stuff, but you know after you told him this is yeah. why I was, you know this is what happened with me going. He so was... What was that conversation like? Did you he know say, he did because he's a uh, he's a black child, ain't he? <laughs> yeah. He said, "Mama." I told you, exactly. you see, you see, and you, you, you would have passed it up. And then you know what mama said? That's why I tell y'all, don't be passing up on no opportunities because you just never know. Exactly. But he had to, yes. What a great Cause example. Cause that, door yeah, opened, great that, example. that door opened at one time and I probably would have never got it again. Never. When I never got it again. Oh my yeah. God, that is, that is beautiful. Mm-hmm. That is beautiful. That's Who beautiful. of you, um... Who have you worked with that has made you, I know you were saying that you were nervous around Forrest, but that was your first, um, one of your first ever. So who, who is a celebrity that you've worked with that has made you the most no. nervous, if any? After, 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 okay. no. after yeah, I know yeah, it's after I got, doing hair. after I got, um, past that first show, that was a wrap. Cause it's, it's, it's what it is. Cause what I've found out with people is people are people. It's either, uh, if it's in a salon people, setting yeah. or if it's in um, in a trailer, 
it doesn't really matter if you can connect mm-hmm. with people. I have a type of personality and I'm real with people anyway. It's what it is. I don't sugarcoat. Yeah. And at that and at that yeah. level, I can tell. From coming from being a um, an additional up into being a department head, I never allow what somebody else energy. I've worked around some people that have been some assholes, some some cray crays, some good cray crays mm-hmm. and some bad cray crays. But I can honestly say for me, I bet people can read people can read your energy and they know what to do and what not to do around certain people. I've learned that before yeah. I got into that business because yeah. even in the salon world, clients will play you if you let them play you. So if you come, you come in there with that exactly. line of defense off the top that you know, look, I'm no nonsense. I'm about my money. I'm about what I need to give you. And then I'm confident enough because I educate myself. I'm always into trainings. I'm always, even to this day, I never stop and assume that, oh, I've made it. I've done it. No, I keep myself current with the, the latest, yeah. but also training myself and practicing even with my mannequins and stuff like that at home because iron sharpens iron so how can I get better only somebody can make me better yeah, me. Absolutely. Yeah. so I can't be sitting here on my blessed assurance thinking oh it's just gonna come to me hallelujah that ain't how it work you gotta put that work in you know what I'm saying Yeah. So it's, and, I, yes. and I always tell people yeah, you, you know. have to put it in your hand to, for God to bring it back to your memory right yes yes, yes. and you know to absolutely. the listeners to everybody that's out there listening with our creators you know this is another creative being that we have on today just in a different industry but she is hitting it on the nail and this is exactly what we've discussed before me and Santanya and other artists about knowing your worth demanding your worth and um and being confident about your worth worth. and my and I can add to that too be honest with yourself if you know you're not strong enough don't be out here talking about you five hundred thousand dollars strong and you know you twenty five dollars strong that's where you mess up because a lot of these artists think just because they got their license or they've been to school that they're on a level that I'm on. No, you're not. And you know you're not. You have to put no, in that work not. to get on that level. And yeah. when you're honest, I used to tell, yeah, I used to tell people even in the salon, yeah. mm-hmm. if you know your haircuts are on it, don't come in here because Mona charging $65 for a haircut. I know how to cut. But can, mm-hmm. is your cut going to match my cut if you put 60 Because yeah. the moment you try to charge somebody $65 and your level is not up to that level, you just hurt yourself. You, exactly. That you word's going to get out. You, yeah, you that word's going to get out. Quick. And that's even in, this, mm-hmm. in the film industry. So when you are yeah. the type that really know your stuff, like for me, I end up doing a lot of period films for some reason. I, I said, God, is funny because Great Debaters was period, 1930s, 1940s. Then my next film was 19 this and not, it always seemed like I always get drawn to those type of uh, films and stuff. So I noticed mm-hmm. after like the fourth one, I was like, God, yeah. you're funny. So you're telling me this is what I'm going to be doing. So I <laughs> made it my business for a library of, <laughs> of different books of buying mannequins and all these different things. So I can train myself. So when I get called, I don't have to get ready. I'll already be ready. And that's where a lot of us mess up because we're creative. You got to stay ready. ready. And people think, oh, I'm a creative and Mm -hmm. I do this and I do this. And yeah, it flows. But how much better will it flow if you've educated and put it in you so when you're ready to flow it out that you ain't got to work hard. You ain't got to figure it out. It's already out. It's already done. It's just a matter of you making it manifest. Yeah, you've already done the research. You've already done it. Yeah, 
A lot of people just don't want to do the work, though. They just yeah. want to get from, Every- you know, A all the way to Z. Point A to Z. The work in yep. the middle, and that's you know not how I mean? that works. And, like they- and I've seen an illustration exactly. of these these people that was going on these steps. I'll never forget it. And it was such a great illustration. And it shows the little bitty steps in between those big steps, right? Then on the other picture next to it, yeah. it only showed the big steps. And then it said at the bottom, so it's big gaps between <laughs> it, right? And it said, this is why yeah. you see the importance of little steps. You get what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. Because you would yes. have to leap over yep. to get to those <laughs> next big ones, and you probably going to fall through because yes. you ain't got no, no foundation under you. And that was like I'll one of the major things. That foundation is completely gone. Yep. And that's what most yes, people don't yes, understand. Absolutely. Those little bitty little opportunities, those little bitty steps, those little bitty meetings. People I know, I had got a call for a job. I promise you, like three weeks. I worked with this girl one time, this white girl one time on a show. She was a PA. And now she's an AD. Do you not know she gave my name to somebody? I haven't seen this girl since 2012. Only worked with her one time. You feel me? Wow. So when you do wow. your job, mm-hmm. you don't know who watching you. So and you only have that you one opportunity. Yep. I tell people that all the time. Every time you do one person head, if it's a background artist, if it's a person in a salon, if it's anybody, if you if if exactly if you, you a need hair to treat stylist, them the same. that's your next yes. audition. I never, when I was in the salon, never ever did advertising. You know what my, my advertising was? My clients. I had a signature yeah. haircut Word that I did. I could tell my haircut out of anybody's haircut in the room. I could yep. tell it. And I made it practical. <laughs> I did haircuts where I know that each client could get at least three hairstyles out of that one haircut. Thank you. That's what yes, I'm talking me about. Too. Because that. when me people too. can make themselves yeah, versatile, they say, oh, okay, this girl know what she's doing. Yes. This girl... Exactly. And, and tell their friends. And tell their cousins. Yes. And tell Mimo yeah. And Pookie yep. and Ray Ray. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Mimo. <Meemaw. laughs> everybody, everybody can get their hair done. Yep. Come on in, sugar. I got everybody. room. There's room in the upper room. Come on in. Got room for her. In the upper room. Everybody, everybody can come on through. Hello. Now you gotta bring that little old change now. You ain't got no change. You ain't got that change. You might want to keep pushing. Because I don't play when it comes to my Monty hunting. Say, we can't, I can't even get out. That's right. Get my coin. I can't even mess with you on that. You, yes, sir. You don't do it for the free free. Yes, sir. Um, now, yeah. who's, um, whose hair, like celebrity-wise, do you just feel like you just have to do? Like that ultimate person, like I have to do their hair at some point Mm-mm. in your career. I, I, I'm not that girl. There's no really nobody. I'm not going to lie. I'm not that girl. Yeah. No, because mm-hmm. no, I love everybody. Like for me, from the the secondary yeah, actor cool. all the way up to the biggest, they all, I, I, I hit, it all hits. Because see, when you're in the film world, this is how it rolls. When you, uh-huh. when a showrunner writes a film, it's a certain look and it's a certain dynamic. Like I told you, for me, their face is muted when they're not a celebrity no more for me. Yeah. When they in the chair, their character yeah. is Maylene. This is Maylene now. She's Maylene. Now, when she raps, then she can go back being yeah. Becky Sue. But when but when they come to us, 
Mm-hmm. All I'm concerned about <laughs> is Maylene's character development. Is Maylene finna be in a in a uh, in a fighting scene? Is Maylene got a stunt double? Maylene, you know, that's how you're programmed to think. It's not because yeah. when you're doing when you're somebody's personal, because that's why I really don't call myself a personal um a celebrity hairstylist. I call myself a film hair designer because I design character looks. There's a difference for me. Some people categorize them together. It is. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Because when you're a personal, yeah. now you're doing Mary J hair. So you are designing her look. Yeah. So you're her celebrity hairstylist. But a lot of people associate it with right, film. Right, right. But to me, it's really different because they're not themselves. Once they hit, once they hit the trailer, they're not them no more. And we've had to literally tell some of them, yeah. especially the newer ones that don't know the difference. <laughs> Sweetie, you're, you're not you today. And they get mad because they want to be uh, blown out and we playing a slave movie, baby. They didn't blow out in the slave movie. So you're going to have to come on. You're going to have to come on over here and get these little bitty bees across the edges. That's what it is. You ain't going to get that. You're not going to get that silk out. So, yeah. So for me, no, I can't yeah, really say. Yeah, baby. yeah cuckoo bugs. You done took me all the way back. But for me, yeah, it's not really <laughs> like, like as far as me doing a service to them or whatever, because it's about the character development. I've created some, some been a part of some films where we've created some, because like um, we did Lovecraft Country. That was one of the funnest shows that I've done. Ooh. It was a, one of the hardest shows because not only that it had it was sci-fi but it was a period so it was based out of the 50s so we had to make sure that the accuracy of those looks was not compromised but incorporate those things that are futuristic as well so it was a lot to go on because i did ingenue ellis on that one um on episode i think it was five or six and she had a whole run of being this different type of woman i think five different Uh, characters that she was on a mind trip and I had to not just do hers I had to do her Mm -hmm. stunt double and her body double and then when she was with uh in the 20s she had to have a dance double so that was a lot so (laughs) yeah it comes to a lot of development and we can then get I'm gonna go back and watch the film. Uh, yeah, it, it's a TV series. It's on HBO. Yeah, it's on HBO. That that hair was yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's the, called Lovecraft Country. What's the it. name of it? It's Lo- Lovecraft. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Everybody's talking yes, about I've it. Everybody it. has been talking yes. about it. And I was trying to, I've been yeah, trying it, to it, debate. It's different. It's, 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 it's really good. different. Yeah. I can it's tell old. you that. It's going to, you're going to be like, different. hmm, okay. Because it's yeah. one of the first yeah. written by a black lady, um, showrunner. She did Underground as well, the TV show Underground, WGN. She she did that. She was a co-creator yeah, on uh-huh. that one, and she was total showrunner oh, on Lovecraft. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And you. Yeah. Gotcha. And the hair was. Yeah, you you the hair was you laid. Definitely... The hair was laid. Yeah, was, we, we... I'm just saying. So I'm gonna go back and watch it again. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it again. <laughs> yeah, I had to leave to the show that. though. Mm-hmm. I did up to I did episode one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and I didn't do the last two because I left. I had to leave to go do respect the one with Jennifer Hudson. I had to go and do that one. So yes. I, I didn't do the last two episodes. Go ahead, girl. So how does that work? Do you you say well, you have to leave to go? It's and about do choosing. Show, so I got called do to just, do it. I turned it down mm-hmm. three times, but 
I was reminded that was something that I prayed mm-hmm. about. And, and then after I turned it down that third yeah. time, it came back to me and I could see it. And I knew then that God was telling me that I needed to go because that was another iconic show uh, that I felt like I needed. I, 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 it was hard for me to leave Lovecraft because I, that was my first time ever leaving a show, not completing a show. But I knew that I needed my skill. Yeah, I knew that my skill set was needed to be over there as well. I had already made the laid the foundation for Lovecraft for for the team because I was the key hairstylist. My my boss was um a guy named Brian Body out of New York, and he said that he had another, he had people that he knew could finish it out. So I was like, let me just go ahead. So yeah, it's just a choice, just like any job. Gotcha. You can if you take it, if you want to leave, yeah. you just tell them you ready to go to something else, and you can just go. <laughs> But I had never did that because it was out yeah, of a loyal, wow. loyalty thing to my actors. But after talking to them Correct. and telling them what I was offered, they was like, oh, hell no, Mona, you got to go to respect because we got to make sure. <laughs> they was like, no, we got to make sure that um, Aretha's legacy is done right. We don't need nobody, anybody over there doing yes. the wigs. So, <laughs> yes. um, so my boss, Lawrence Davis, um, yeah. he was the department head and I was a key on that one. He asked me to come and help him and we Got a team together and knocked that girl out. Y'all ain't going to be ready come August. <laughs> Y'all ain't going to be ready because that girl going to be Ooh, cute. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, my God. I cannot wait. When I tell you, Jennifer, Jennifer is amazing. Yeah. And she's singing for real, for real. Oh, my God. She mm. sung to us every day just about. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, my goodness. To be in that presence. Huh? I, I remember we was over. Oh, my God. We was on our lunch yes. break heading to Christmas break. And they were trying to push her to sing, and she didn't want to sing. And I knew once she heard the right song, I knew she was going to sing. And Lord, they come, and they had hired this little band <laughs> to sing to us um, in the lunchroom. And soon, now behold the lamb, I knew she was going to get up. I kept hitting everybody. I said, watch, she's going to get up now. And soon as soon as that little thing in it, and she, she looked around, I eased over there with my phone. I said, oh, I'm going to record this because this ain't. <laughs> this history right here and sure as I said yeah. she got right on up and she yeah. got to sing it oh and everybody it just made the hair on your arm stand up and that girl had no microphone and just linked back in it wow See, that's that that's yeah, singing that's that she did that every time we was filming when I tell you she did that every time she was singing and she really wanted oh, to do right goodness. by Aretha and she oh my god she embodied her when I tell you, this is oh, going to be something special. This is one, wow. and I'm so glad that I left to go and help because I did my, uh, Lawrence did yes. Jennifer, he did Forrest Whitaker again. That's when we finally met our circle, came back around. I hadn't seen him. And then Marlon Wayne's going to yeah. gonna uh, rock y'all world because Marlon is playing a serious role in this one. He's playing. He's playing. What you say? Yeah, he's. he's I playing. like when he plays yeah, serious. Playing, um, I like when he plays serious. Her first yeah. husband. So, yeah, y'all gonna see it. What you say? Yeah, oh, it's gonna be serious? nice. Yes, it's gonna what? be nice. And the looks are. When I tell you the looks are precise, and Lawrence did all of them, and I did all the sisters, the girls, and everybody. Girl, it, it's gonna be cute. Y'all gonna y'all ain't gonna be ready. That's oh, all I can say. Oh it's, my God. it's been postponed and when now is this until August out? of this year. It's coming out August this year because you know it's supposed to so came August. out last okay. August. Then they pushed it to December and then to February and they was like, no, nah, we're going to push it a little bit more because I think they want to try to see if we could get back into the theater to see it. You know, some theaters are open and I think they were trying to wait for that. Ah, so gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. this is something you definitely want to gotcha. see on the big screen. Like, oh, the, the set oh, deck, the, the 
the decorations and everything that they did. Oh my, when I tell you, girl, the reenactments we did of her, some of the concerts she did in uh, overseas, they had the exact mm-hmm. same replicas of things like her her dress, her hair. Oh, um, wow. When I tell you, y'all ain't ready for this thing. I'm telling you. Ooh, that soundtrack oh, gonna be everything. Soundtrack that soundtrack gonna be everything. I'm telling y'all, so nice. y'all get ready, get ready, get ready. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely go check oh, my God. definitely go check out Lovecraft and get you'll see ready. what I'm talking about. That episode six when she was um yeah. Yeah. herself um into different people. That was me. I had to dye all them hair. That those blue wigs was white. I had to Ooh. dye all that hair, cut them in shape. And give that 1950 slash 60 because we wanted to give it a little futuristic. I didn't want to go too far because that little bubble flip was like something yes. yeah. futuristic for me because I wanted it to still be period, but I wanted to have a little, you know, a little zest to it too. So yeah, you're gonna enjoy it. You need to check it out though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely yes. will. I'll watch it. I'll start watching mm-hmm. it tonight. Now I know Santanya has a question she's been dying to <laughs> ask, and I'm gonna let her get to it. I look, just have one more question. Like, okay. And then I'm gonna let Santanya ooh, get to her. Ooh, look, I'm over here dancing <laughs> in my chair. Hey. Um, yeah, I know you I know. <laughs> so I I know that I know that um you and I can tell just in talking to you and I can definitely appreciate it because I've been the same way and not to say I've been around a ton of celebrities like you or anything, but I've never had that celebrity struck type mm-hmm. personality mm-hmm. either. So I totally respect yes. where you're coming from and the fact that your focus is getting yes. your job done. But I saw your post oh my God. with the infamous, yes. lovely Cicely Tyson. Ooh. And I have to ask, that what was... was that like? Because, because not because she's she a celebrity. Exactly. Love her, yeah. And it's so funny yes. because exactly. the job... It was a low budget film, and that's why I try to tell people don't be caught up in how much or who is attached, because you just never know. Every low budget film yes. that I've mm-hmm. attached myself to, where I've made basic, because my haircut, like I said, that was back in the day, my haircuts was sixty-five dollars an hour. So I can say, because I can do a haircut in an hour, so mm-hmm. I can say I was making sixty-five dollars back in the day. Yeah. So to make even less and yes, way yes. not even mm-hmm. half of what I used to make. To do a show, to run a show, I've never been caught up on money wow. either. I've always just led how God had led me because at that point, I think I was like seven years in and I said, God, I would love to do a movie about hair. I would always say that I would love to do a movie about hair. Yeah. And then here come this script from a, a young girl that I knew couldn't do this movie. And she was kind of cray cray, bless her little heart. I ain't gonna say her name, but she was so she, she was just always everywhere, bless her little heart. And I was like, God, why did you let her get this movie? Why you let me have to be attached to her to do this movie about hair? And the show was a lifetime show, and guess what it was called? It was called Showing Roots. And when I got it, I was like, Showing Roots. I was like, Is this about roots? Come to find out. It was about Roots. It was about them showing the movie Roots. It was about this hairstylist that was a young white girl that had all these different dreams and visions and aspirations before her time. She was doing hairstyles before her time. And her mother was the local hairstylist that did everybody, but she was a racist. Her daughter wasn't. 
They had a black wow. girl that worked in the salon wow. that cleaned up, that did, um, you know, the uh, prep and all that kind of stuff. And her and her grew up together. So she wasn't a racist. So she just looked at people as people, but she knew her mother was. And so after she built right. up this rapport with all the people, her mother was the big time of the city, but she always felt bad because she would treat the black girl bad. And she was like, the black girl was like, look, you're going to have to, you're going to have to break away from your mom because your mom ain't going to never let you grow and this and this and that. And so her and her mama fell out. They ended up, her and the black girl ended up starting this um, salon by themselves. And that's how their relationship grew. So it was like that basic understanding. I did not know that they had the legendary Cicely Tyson attached to it until we get wow. two weeks into the shoot because it was only a four-week shoot. And so and I was like, Ooh, and I kept saying to myself, that would have been tight if they would have got Cicely Tyson. And they was like, yeah, Cicely, come. I said, hold up. I said, hold up. Look, I had to grab my pearls. I said, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I said, the, the legendary Cicely Tyson? They said, oh, yeah, because cause the uh, producer and the director had her on another movie and she agreed to do it because it was only she was only going to be there like five days. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to meet and have to do this. Wow. I was like, I ain't got to do nobody else on Earth. I'm good. Like, I ain't got to ever, ever, ever do nobody else. <laughs> ever. <laughs> and when she came, because I was even excited because you know who the black girl that was the friend was? It was Uzo. From the Orange is New Black. Hmm. So I was excited about Uzo. Oh, and when yes. I said, yes. Oh, I would love. Oh, my God. Yes, her oh, hair. I would just my love God. to get my hands. When she I said when Uzo wow. came yes. in that wow. door, and I was just hair. like, Oh, my God, this is Uzo. Oh, my God. And she come up, Hey, what's your name, baby? Yes. I said, Mona. She was like, Hey, Mona, what we going to do? And I was just like, Hey, Uzo. Hi, <laughs> like okay, and then then the uh, then the uh, eight, the assistant director came on. Then I was like, okay, Mona, come on, now get to work. <laughs> but at that moment, I was like, oh, hey, Uzo. And then yeah. the young lady that played the daughter yep. was Maggie Grace, which the young lady that played in Taken, the daughter that was played in the movie Taken, it was her. It was her, and she yes, just yes. sweetest oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What you say? Oh, my God. And Aww. I was like, I am on this low-budget film, but I'm talking about, I got A1 lifted. With all of these superstars. A, what is A1 lifted? Exactly. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. what if I would have been caught up on money and, oh, it's not the big it's not the big yeah, HBO like, and it's not this. Yeah, like, I don't do yep. no budget film. Girl, bye. You just wow. never know. And let me tell wow. you from that yeah. experience, because when Miss Tyson hits the set, she sees the girl because the young lady that was a department head, she was a white girl and kind of special. You can tell she was kind of special. She looked at her and then she looked at me <laughs> and she said, you're going to do my hair, right? I said, yes, ma'am. And she, looked, and she looked at back at that other child. She said, yeah, baby, bless your heart. And she looked back at me and she said, come into my trailer. And I'm just like, come into your trailer. I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to go on a trailer, Jesus. She wanted to come. And you know, every time she came to set, she wanted me to sit with her. And she talked to me about so, oh my God, I just was sitting there pinching, pinching myself, telling me about her life because I didn't even know the people that she had been married to, you know, because I never did that much research. I just did her basic, but she was telling me about real life and the people and where she was and the things that she was going through. And and I'm just sitting there just listening as if I ain't got about 15 more actors to go do, but she wouldn't let me out of the room till till she felt like she was done. And (laughs) her little sister, she was like, 
Uh, Miss Tyson, you know, Mona gotta go. She was like, okay, baby, go and go do them and come on back when you finish. But it felt, <laughs> but she made me feel so comfortable being around her. And she was like, oh, yeah, honey, I'm everyday, baby. Oh, come on in here, let me see. Mm-hmm. And she was, and I changed my hair. That was when I was changing my hair a lot back in the day. And she was like, baby girl, you come in here with your hair changed every day. And I said, well, this is a wig I made. She was like, you gonna make me one? I was like, yeah. And we stayed in touch after she rapped. We stayed, I stayed in touch with her people about a year because I was really um staying close to her because yeah. I knew she really did want me mm-hmm. to make her a wig, but I got tangled up in some other shows. I got to moving and traveling. And next thing I know, my phone broke and I lost all communication with them. But <gasps> oh and I and then oh, I hadn't gosh. seen her and never ran into her. Always thought about her until I got nominated for the Emmy. And when I was on Lovecraft, we flew out um, wow. for um, the Emmys. And here I am. We were already seated at the Emmys because, you know, everybody had their assigned seats. But I had to use the restroom. So I jumped up, run into the restroom. I'm coming through the crowd. And guess who I run into? Miss Cicely Tyson. Cicely. I stopped wow. in my Ms. truck. Tyson. I said, oh, my God, Miss Tyson. <laughs> and she said, hey, honey. She yeah. reached for me, grabbed my hand. I said, Miss Tyson, I know. You know her people about to bum rush me. Like, who the hell is this? And I was like, yeah, like who is this girl? And I was like, Miss mm-hmm. Tyson, I know you don't remember me, but I did your hair years ago on a little small, low-budget um thing. And she said, step back, baby. Let me look at you. She said, mm, you're Aww. so beautiful. Look at all this black excellence. You look so pretty. She said, and I do remember you. She said, you got, she said, you Aww. gave me a bad afro. I mm. looked because in the movie, she wanted to incorporate <laughs> natural hair and she wanted an afro. She remembered. And do you yeah. not know I cried like a baby? Mm-hmm. Not just because I had got nominated for an Emmy. I'm crying like a baby because Cicely Tyson remembered me. Out of all the movies that she, she remembered me. And all remembered those, you. And out yeah. of all the films she had in probably oh, did. What an honor. You hear me, girl. Who oh, I was just like, Lord, I, oh, I ain't gotta yeah. do nothing else. I'm good. I said, This right here, I'm good, baby. Yeah, this, like this I'm, straight. I'm, I'm, I'm straight. straight. <laughs> I'm straighter than straight. But oh, yeah, I had that opportunity. Man. I was able to do it. And and it was for me just being faithful over a little. Because people be thinking you don't have to do yes, little stuff, but little yeah. stuff is big yeah. stuff because it's an opportunity to use your it gift. Is. So I never was that girl. It and is. still to this day, I'm not caught up in, in price. I'm I'm caught up in where God wanted me to be yeah. because I know it's not about hair when I hit. It's about what's inside of me. I know I bring my light. My light has to be shown to wherever yeah. and whoever I, I'm around. So that's what I take pride in, yeah. that God can use me as a vessel to be able to speak life, be able to have fun, be able to change the environment in, in the room. Because a lot of times people be too caught up in so much of the life. You know what I'm saying? Life situations to where you just need that moment yes, where you can yes, feel free yes. to be able to free. And a lot of these people in these industries, you will be surprised that they're living. Oh, my God, they're going through a lot. And when I first got in, God whispered to me that he brought me into this industry to bring light to a dark place. So I don't take so I don't take it lightly. Mm. So I know if I'm if I'm mm. in a, on a wow. film, I know I know my purpose is to pray for the crew. Pray for the cast to bring the light yeah. and be structured mm-hmm. for this whole entire situation. A lot of times people don't know that, but wow. I know and I know my assignment. Mm. So like on the show that I'm on now, I, I can't disclose it at this moment, but it's something major. Y'all going to see it at the end of this year and it's major, major. But I okay. knew in taking it, 
I turned down one mm-hmm. job, which was a major job because I had got called to um We all have a role to play in preventing the spread of COVID-19. Social distancing is important to slow the spread of the illness, but social distancing doesn't have to mean losing your connection with others. Use video chat services or the telephone to talk with family and friends. In this time of uncertainty, it's important to be there for one another. We're in this together, even though we're physically apart. So stay home, save lives. the Umbrella Academy uh, Netflix joint um, in Canada but but it was a lot with this um, pandemic stuff I was yeah. kind of scared and leaving to be away from my family that long because it was going to be like an eight month job and I was like Lord I don't think I, wow. I could be happy being away from my children mm-hmm. and my granddaughter that long with all this uncertainty yeah. you know the, yeah. the election hadn't happened you know all that I was like uh, I don't yeah. know if I'm going to be able to mentally take this and being in a country that I couldn't and two days later, mm-hmm. girl, this particular yeah. job that I came to is one that I wanted, that I seen in a deadline article that I said, God, I want that one because I want to do this one for the culture. Two days later, after walking away saying, okay, mm. I ain't got no job, Lord. <laughs> and I didn't just walked away from this good money. What am I thinking? But I just know I can't. My family means too much to me. Right, right, and right, right. Two days later, this job right. came. Yeah. And when I tell you this is the culture job, and when I tell you, y'all gonna be like, mm-hmm. "Wow, that's all I can say." Wow, wow, girl, on and all this step, started girl. from you and yeah. your cousin sitting the on the step <laughs> in the in project, the and you on see, we step. still and we still yeah. making history because this one that I'm on now is gonna be a history making one too. It is. Wow. Wow. Yes, that's ma'am. awesome. So, <laughs> I so um, so my my yeah. um magic question is I I'm a visual artist, you know, as is Jay. <laughs> yes, our yeah, our and I'm our, quite sure a lot of yeah. other people. Right? Our question. And I'm sitting here and I'm watching movies <laughs> like Lovecraft Country and you know things like that, and I'm like, I see like some beautiful artwork on the wall. Mm-hmm. How the heck do they choose? And I'm like, am, are we missing? Like, how the heck do we get our art like up in there? The thing I'm of just it like, is, I've, I've never seen when it because they have props and and set deck that is a part of um, it's a different mm. department of um, mm-hmm. some art um, set deck supervisors and stuff. They look for local art, and it all depends on the showrunner as well. Mm-hmm. And they are the ones that mm. you can submit things to or. Uh, allow certain things to be seen some of them they just do their visual stuff online some of them follow people on instagram it'll be it's funny how they do things but like for lovecraft i can say yeah everything that came with lovecraft is very structural with misha which is the showrunner misha always try to incorporate imagery through her whole look of everything and she always try to make sure she hire people that is going to represent what our excellence is and that's how she did mm-hmm. it but they're like when i did pitch perfect one two and three even in those settings the set deck and the prop people are the ones that you would have to kind of make those type of relationships with because i've seen it to where they'll go 
and buy local art right out of whatever city they're in. They'll go down to the street art. They'll yeah, go to good. Yep. They'll go to Goodwill. They'll go, mm-hmm. you know, to, so whatever. Yeah. That um that those um particular settings requires. Like it was this guy that we know that is a uh, is an amazing artist, and I knew one of the set deck guys, even though they didn't they didn't put his stuff in, but they're gonna the guy said he's definitely gonna use it. But that's just a way, if you know somebody that's in the set world, you just say, like, hey, yo, I got art or whatever. If you ever, could you pass the information to your set deck or your props people um, if they ever want any type of, um, you know, black art or metal art or whatever your art is. Because they, cause they actually have yes. to make the room look like mm-hmm. the room. And that's the only limitations if it's a show that is like period it has to be that replica you know what i'm saying of certain things but when it's like hell modern yeah. everyday stuff why wouldn't they you know what i'm saying because like i'm writing a short film myself and you have to think about all those details when you're making a film so i was definitely going to make sure that absolutely my room setting because it's going to be a three-part shot of what i'm trying to do but i definitely wanted to incorporate a black artist stuff in my visual, you know what I'm saying? So it's more so according okay. to the show okay. showrunner of what that mm-hmm. vision is, and most of the time they rely on those people in the set deck or the prop department to bring that room to life. Because like when we did True Detectives, yes. they they the the writer um, at that of that particular episode, he wanted a pink room, so they had to go out and find everything pink. To put in this room. Wow. You get what I'm saying? So because in the script it was wrote yes. as a piece. Yeah. So when you have stuff that is visually yeah, yeah, yeah. different, yeah. it's about meeting those, trying to get, you know, like when you go and see movies at the end of the credits, look for the set deck, look for the prop master. Follow yeah. them on Instagram. Look ah, up. Gotcha, gotcha, follow gotcha. them on Instagram. Gotcha, gotcha. IMDb gotcha. Them and follow them and send them an email. They they, gotcha, gotcha, they gotcha, especially gotcha, IMDb gotcha. Pro. If you have gotcha, IMDb gotcha. Pro, they they have all the information because that's how I even have gotten some jobs because I'm listed on IMDb. You know, and you reach out to them and say, "Hey, yeah. this is," and show them some of your work. And that's how a lot of times you can get in the door. And if they know you have access to other people that do other stuff, they'll be like, hey, let me call such and such. Or if they're in your area or do you ship stuff? You know what I'm saying? Because they will. Because if it's something that they can use, especially something very unique, Mm -hmm. of course. Got you. This is some. <laughs> we ain't had somebody drop you. I know, right? I know. So, right? <laughs> definitely, definitely appreciate it. And so, Mona, you were saying that you are getting ready to do yes, a short film I am, yourself, friend. I'm definitely going. Yes, I'm trying to. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I. <laughs> no, I'm 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 being I'm playing, but I'm serious. I'm, I'm definitely eager to see what you bring because you know you you don't think about that yeah. once you're around this yes. for so long, it, it, you can't help but get it in you. Well, and you well, want see, to be able to put it, is, it out. My, that my, my longest you desire know? was I want to be an actress and a performer from a l- young girl, but I got pregnant. When I was young, my first time having Mm -hmm. sex, I got pregnant. I was that girl. And so I knew that my life was was that girl. girl. (laughs) That's that one statistic. 4,041 (laughs) one. I'm that one girl. 
I was her. <laughs> and even though it was hard, but I buried my dream of even desiring to be in front of the camera and all that because I became a mother and then I got my second son and then life happened. But it was funny. And I remember yeah. working on mm-hmm. one movie. I think yep. it was Watchmen. And I was telling yeah. the girl because that particular episode, one of the producers was like, Mona, I'm going to write you a part. I didn't know you wanted to act. He said, but you got a good personality, got a good look. You don't look your age. He was like, when I finish my, my script, I'm going to write you a part. I just want to see you cut up. I was like, okay, I'll cut up. And I was just telling her, just laughing, because I'm like, you know, them people be talking. Hell, I don't care. If it, if it <laughs> happened, it happened. If it don't, I'm good, too. That's just how I roll. If it's men, God going to make sure. And I was just telling this actress about my life and all that. She was like, no, no I can honestly yeah. see it. She said, but right. don't take it lightly. She said, girl, she said, because listening to your story, don't you know God sometimes bring you from the back to bring you to the front? She said, now... I used to have to go to auditions and get my feelings hurt, but now I understand mm-hmm. the industry because I'm in it. She said, but you know the industry from hand from the back to the front, so you good. You know yes. how to work this. I said, I know. She was like, and I was telling her about, I have some uh, mm-hmm. some scripts that I'm going to pitch. I have a, a couple of reality shows that I'm trying to pitch now. I'm doing all that because I'm at the point where I'm at now because, like I told you, I ain't never want to do hair. I just love people. I love to make people laugh. I love to entertain. This is the stuff that I want to do. And I was like, oh, from sending back now, seeing that the money really be made by those that be at the house. So I'm almost 50 years old. So I'm just like, you know what? Let me invest in myself and my visions and my aspirations, things that God has showed me. Because every time I'm like, okay, God, I'm ready for something else. And he just whispered, I didn't already put everything in you that you need. And I'm just like, I know, but I don't want to do that. I want it to just happen. And then here I go have to preach to myself. The same thing I preach to new artists that's trying to, Mona, you got to put in the work. So over this pandemic situation, I started more writing and developing. And I said, you know what, God? I'm going to, once we get back to work, get out this hole of debt, it's on. I'm going to start producing my own stuff. So that's my next step, too. Yeah. Because I want to see our stuff get done. Wow. And I want to help other people get their stuff done. And much as I can help, I don't know everything, but I do know a lot of people and they know me. And they trust me because I'm a very honest person. Yes. I love everybody, but if you if if yes. it ain't right, sugar, I'm the yeah. I'm that friend that you call and say, let me just ask because <laughs> I'm gonna be the one. Sugar, take that back and do it three more times, and then come back. I ain't gonna be the one pump you up and have you out there looking stupid. No, I'm not that friend. I'm not that girl. But yeah, I'm 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 I'm. I'm Thank gonna, you. My plan yeah. is to submit to yep. um, our Louisiana Film Prize with my short film that I want to do in dedication to my granddaughter. So that's my my goal to have that done. So so I might be calling y'all for some art shots. Oh. I'm gonna get that little they little art on the wall that's of the house. Awesome. So well, that, now that I hey. just hey. a good little plug, yes. make sure that it's in the scene, yes. behind the grandmama, yeah. looking real cute. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you go. There you go. Yeah. Team work makes a dream work. Yeah, you hear me? That's what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Teamwork yes, makes the dream work. Yes, I'm trying to tell you. That's how it works. I'm trying to tell you. Yes. <laughs> Bring it all together together. That's what I'm about. So... Well, this has been yes. an amazing show. Um, <laughs> a dope show. Oh, right? I don't even know where to begin. I know, I don't right? Right. This is the, yes. the, the essence of a true creator. Uh, creative. It's been a pleasure. Yes. Um, so we, we definitely thank you for being yes. on. I, told and you, I, I know I told you I 30 minutes or so. But 
know? Hey. We, we, she we says, got some good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, she said she can talk, man. But I mean, amazing information. Yeah. We, you know, we appreciate no, the transparency. Really it's been good. dope. I appreciate you yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah, this has been amazing. So um, let us know where people can follow you, social media, websites, and um, your most recent um piece that has already passed you know your most recent uh, no, show it'll be that, oh that's um, been dropped already uh, would it be yes. lovecraft yep it'll be lovecraft it's the latest one yeah because respect that's respect would have been, mm-hmm. been but they, yeah. they postponed okay. it it'll be the next because i think that's the only thing that i got okay. dropping this year because covid put a damper on all yeah. our little parades because i was on another um tv show that was for showtime and then they just mm-hmm. canceled it all together so yeah it had been my latest is lovecraft country on hbo you'll check it out you guys wow. it's a, good, it's, it's, it's a little okay. different i'm gonna tell you now it's a little different but it's definitely it's it's different <laughs> but yeah. it's definitely now i'm gonna start watching it tonight because you know you really never tonight. see too yeah. much black sci-fi so I was just really excited that it was it a does. black showrunner, a lot of black uh, yeah. department heads and, and keys, key elements that it was people of color, not just black either. We had all races on there. And that's what I really love about Misha Green. She's a great showrunner and she yes. got, she picked the best. She's very, you know, very thorough and she tried to hire and bring people in to, to incorporate her vision. And we, baby, they, we, we put in that work and, and it's doing very, very well. And you guys, that I appreciate you guys listening to us and to me. Yeah, it, and you can find is. me on Instagram at Andrea Mona B. Yes. And on Facebook, Andrea Mona Bowman. That's how you can find me. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. All right. Well, Santana, you have anything else to <laughs> I say? I don't. I'm just standing here smiling. I'm, I'm you know. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Just grinning. I can feel your Man, smile. You know, look, I done, I done went and picked up a paintbrush. I'm just saying. I'm in here. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Come yeah, through. She, come you through. You got a whole bunch of period Inspiration is real, boo. Come through. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Man, man. Yeah, but no, my girl can definitely drop yes. some 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 it. um some true art on canvas in a heartbeat, Aww. and you can feel it. Aww. You can feel it. So Thank definitely um, excited to see what um yes. hopefully the three of us can work on something in the future yeah. or come together on something. But yeah. just being on this episode with you has definitely been oh, an eye opener sure. and most certainly um inspirational. Thank you, thank so, you, ladies. Yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. All right, we guys. Appreciate well, there you. you have it. Another <laughs> dope soul. Dope. Miss Mona. And, Another uh, dope ass episode. Yes, I'm just saying. definitely. Dope well, thank ass you, episode. Ladies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>